a welcome to 49365. That's 49365. Be a Mechie, Jesse Brooks. Uh, I just have them on my show. I'm Grant Cohn. Quality control. No one pays me for the job. I just do it myself. Uh, we're going to have a show for the next hour. It's a little bit of an echo on one of y'all. I don't know whose it is. Is it we'll, mine? It might be. Testing, testing. Maybe it's on, maybe it's on B and Mechies. Anyway, no problem. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about Trey Lance. Talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. And we're going to make some predictions as well. It's mostly going to be B and Mechie and Jesse Brooks talking today, though. I want to get your take. Jesse, you first, since you were on the show last week. No, B and Mechie, you first, since you weren't on the show last week. Is Trey Lance's offseason getting overhyped from your perspective? Um, you know, that's an interesting question. By the way, is the echo situation still there? All it's right, good. cool. So uh it's an interesting question because you can look at it from both sides of it's getting overhyped and there's a lot of criticism too. Because one thing um I'm seeing uh, a lot of highlights and clips from these uh sports talk shows, whether it be you know, first things first or speak for yourself or, you know, various shows. I think Colin Cowherd was talking about this last week about um, I'm seeing so many uh, angles of negativity about Trey, whether it's um, I think Colin was bringing up Colin Cowherd was bringing up that the fact that there's um, this noise about Steve Young, uh, I don't want to say mentoring Trey, but kind of, you know, lending his phone to him, you know, being available for him, being a resource for him. It's being looked at as a negative thing, as if, why does Trey need that? You know, why can't he kind of do his own thing? And so you're seeing, I feel like on the talk shows, a lot of talk like that. But then from uh, reports from folks who are actually there, like yourself, um, I'm seeing overall good things. You know, it's not like it's just um, I don't think there's an overhype, but I'm seeing I'm hearing a lot of good things. But at this time of the year, that's kind of what you expect. Like, I'm not really expecting to hear bad things right now at right. this time of the year. So um, everything is optimism. It's a new season. Every single team thinks they have a chance at going to the Super Bowl. You know, it's, it's that's how it is in the beginning of the in the early, early offseason. So um, I'm not really uh, I feel like it's both angles, but you kind of have to pick and choose, um, you know, what you believe. I feel like Trey Lance is definitely position to have a great season i'm i'm i feel like everything that i'm hearing is legit and i feel like you know one of the things that you've talked about is now that at least jimmy's not there at this portion uh of everything and we'll see what happens with the situation i know we'll probably talk about that down the line on this episode but without jimmy being there it seems like trey's able to you know just step up and be more of that natural leader that maybe he always has been so i think that's a good thing and uh all those things bode well for me from my vantage point what do you think, Jesse? Is is the echo on my end? No, I think it's good. It's good. All right. Yeah. Um, I guess from my from my perspective, um, I I guess I got a little bit of PTSD from the last training camp when I remember like it was like the first or like it was the first few practices, and I just remember everybody was just going home like like it was everybody. It was reporters, fan, people was saying like like they was it seemed like they were putting them up there like Patrick Mahomes type level like this dude is unreal this is unreal what we're seeing at practice we've never seen anything like this at practice and so I said that yeah and not just but it's like it was a lot of people though I remember somebody said he was the best like he somebody said like Joe Montana Steve Young and like Trey Lance is right up there like the way he's oh, looking but I think it was uh what's the name Mayoko? No, it was um Shaysky or from 95.7. Oh, Joe yeah, Shasky. Okay. Yeah, he was ranting and raving about him like 
extreme, like and a, lot, a lot of people work. Okay. And so I guess, you know, like I said, I get a, I got a little bit of PTSD from that because in the preseason he was inconsistent and, you know, it wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't that. So that's why yeah, right I mean, now I'm go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I cut you off. No, I just I, that's why right now I'm just like I you I hear that. I, I mean, I'm glad we're hearing, you know, from all the reporters we're hearing like, you know, he's taking control and he's he's looking pretty good. Um, but, you know, how is that going to translate? Yeah, I mean, the reason I'm asking is like I'm part of the one hyping it up. I was there. I thought it was really good. I thought he was good last year. It's June. And am I, maybe I'm being a prisoner of the moment in the sense that Bose is not in 11 on 11s. Uh, neither is Fred Warner or Dre Greenlaw or Aziz Alshair. That's a lot of good players. Now, to be fair, no Kittle, no Debo. I mean, Lance is doing this without a lot of his top guys as well. No Elijah Mitchell, no run game. A lot of this is seven on seven. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to put it in context. It's four practices. We'll see a lot more, and he's going to have to be consistent. But to me, like, what more did you want him to show in these four practices, right? I mean, I guess it's important to keep it in perspective, but I feel like he passed this test in flying colors, I guess. Okay. And, like, all right, so in flying colors, like, what was he, like, from for the people who weren't there, like, what was he doing that you were like, that looked good? Well, the accuracy, first off. Like, just – the the command, the, getting the ball out on time, um, the confidence, knowing where to go, and the accuracy completed 75% of his throws. Now, so did Nate Sudfeld. There were some people missing, but he looked really accurate. Um, he had six touchdowns, two picks. One of the picks was his best throw of camp. It was a fade in the end zone that literally hit Brandon Ayuk in the chest, and Ayuk fumbled it to the to the DB. Like That was his might have been his best throw. So he was just on point. He looks like he's been on the team for a while. Yeah, and for me, like it's like um when Javier Vega, you know, posted those uh those tweets of those videos um in practice like at the end of last year, um, showing all the Patrick Mahomes S throws. I think like all you want to see is the potential. Like, especially right now, like all you can do is execute what you have with the players that are there. Um, you know, it's not gonna mean the end all be all. Obviously, this isn't real. Like, we haven't seen real practice, we haven't seen real games. The, the test will be told in the actual games. We'll see that. But I think right now, all you want to see is the potential. Like, what is he able to do? What is he capable of? And that's the big thing with Trey Lance to me. Like, I think he has all the tools, is at least that's what it seems like. So um, we'll see if I put more on Kyle Shanahan, honestly. Like, what is Kyle Shanahan drawing up? Um, you know, I feel like a lot of Trey Lance's success, I'm looking at it, it's like binary thing. It's not just Trey, it's also Shanahan, you know. And I think like all these previous years, you know, we've maybe he had a little, I don't want to say Jimmy fatigue, but as an offensive coordinator like him, who is so creative and has all these ideas, maybe we just needed a, a breath of fresh air to the offense. And this year he's able to kind of like do some different things. So that's what I'm excited to see. All right, let me guys, let me ask you guys a follow-up. Cutting through the hype, what do you think reasonable expectations are for Trey Lance in his sort of red shirt freshman season in the NFL? What are you expecting? Oh, I mean, let me take this one on because this is a this is a tough question. Cause I think expectations are let me put it this way: football is the ultimate team sport, right? So I think a lot of fans, on one hand, there's kind of two sides. On one hand, you have the fan base who's saying that. You know, of course, he's going to be better than Jimmy G at the very least. 
right? He's, he should at least be better than that. Even if he's not this amazing quarterback, Jimmy G was just super limiting, right? So Trey Lance should be able to step in there and uh, we should be more dynamic in the run game. Like just as a default with his abilities athletically and, you know, what he can do, we should be a better team. But then there's other fans who say, you know, it's his second year. You can't just have Patrick Mahomes expectations. You got to be realistic. This is a new um, this is the first time for him. He's coming from North Dakota State. He has no reps in the pre like there's there's all those kind of I don't want to say excuses, but just those realities of the situation. And, you know, those fans who are kind of a lot more grounded. I'm somewhere in the middle where I think that Trey Lance can have even a better year than if you just want to compare last year of Jimmy G. I think Trey Lance could have a better year than that. But does that mean it's going to result in the same success? That's hard to say because it's a team sport and you never know. Like, I think the sure. bar is almost set at NFC championship game because the last two healthy seasons of Jimmy G, that's what we've done. But is that really fair to expect that we're just going to be in the right. NFC championship game? Like, no, that's thing is, you know, there's plenty of situations, whether it's a Josh Allen last year in the AFC championship game or other examples where even if you have great quarterback play, you know, or if you're a great quarterback, it doesn't mean you're going to advance as a team. Okay. You know, a hey, lot of let me, let me ask you this. Like, so if, if we, um, I mean, you know, there, there will be injuries, um, you know, things That's like that, but, but yeah. if, you know, there's no catastrophic injuries, like, like 2020 with the team that we have now, everybody talks about how deep we are and how talented this team is at every position. What is your expectations for Trey to lead this team with the team that we have that is so deep? Man, I would say I do expect playoffs, especially because there's an extra team in the playoffs now. And, you know, I feel like the NFC, when you compare the NFC and the AFC, the AFC is on paper a lot stronger, right? So I do have the expectation of playoffs, but I want to leave it at that. I, I, once you get into the playoffs, anything could happen, as we've even seen from our team, you know, special team plays, um, you know, clock management situations at Dallas. The playoffs are crazy, right? So anything could happen, but I'm expecting we should be able to get to the playoffs with this roster, with this team. That's what, that's what my expectation is. So it's not even for me to Grant's original question. To me, it's not even uh, expectations in terms of like, what are his stats going to look like? I just hope that and I'm expecting that, not hoping, expecting that we will be able to make the playoffs with Trey Lance at the helm as our leader, as our quarterback. That's what my expectation is. Like, and uh, however that happens, I feel like that's the check mark number one that I'll be good with. What do you think? Jeff? I think, yeah, I think, I think that with with the team that we have, and like I said, barring anything crazy happening, you would think that okay, Jim, what did Jimmy G do last year? Like, he like he wasn't terrible. He he did he did lead us. What do y'all think about like Richard Sherman? How he how he talks so highly of Jimmy G and how he kind of Sherman always basically kind of warns the fans like are like but like Richard Sherman the whole team is like that man like the whole no team. no 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 but like but I'm saying like they Richard Sherman be also saying like are right, you you fans like you guys are ready to kick him out the door and act like he's not done anything and like you know get into these spots like he's had the lead he's had to he's had to basically do things to get you guys to the spot, even though like we know in the playoffs and what have you, we know that he's not, he's not, it's not like we're, we're relying on Jimmy's arm, like uh, Allen or Mahomes like that, but Sherman be making it seem like, like, all right, like be careful what you ask for. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, and it's and also his context because you know he wouldn't even really have the same energy towards Russell Wilson. It seems like who's clearly right to us a, a better quarterback, but maybe that has to do with the contentious way that he left. But I mean, he left us in a, in a I don't want to say a similar way because it definitely wasn't that. But he still left us. He's not on our team, so he doesn't really have obligation to say anything positive about Jimmy. I don't know. It's interesting, and it's not just Sherman. It's a lot of guys, but specifically on Sherman, I don't think I'm not gonna, you know live this year or go through this year having a fear of oh man we're missing out on jimmy it's all about trey i don't even care like whatever trey can put all that to rest with a with a good season um that shows promise you know so i i, I don't really concern myself with what jimmy would have been because at the very least even if you think jimmy was a really good player if you're a jimmy stan quote unquote as they call him uh and you wish that jimmy was leading our team this year and, and beyond then one thing that you have to at least say about Jimmy is that at the very least he has issues with injuries and issues with staying healthy. And I guess arguably you could say the same thing with Trey because we're hearing about this finger issue and, you know, all those sort of things. But I don't know. I feel like it's time, like I said earlier, Kyle Shanahan probably at this point is looking to do, uh, you know, a new, some new things with our offense. It's a breath of fresh air to have a new quarterback under center. I think that's going to open up things. Maybe we'll see a lot more rollouts, a lot more passes to the outside, deep passes with guys like Danny Gray. So I think there should be a whole kind of reset with our offense and with our team. And, you know, I think hopefully that's what we need. For sure. I didn't hear, I either, what do you, I didn't hear either one of you guys answer the question. So I'm going to answer the question. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to answer the question. You, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to just say what they think Trey's going to do this year. I t- I'm going to tell you what I think. I think he's going to be more efficient than people think. I think he's going to put up better numbers than Jimmy did last year. I think people are being a little too nervous right now. He's really talented. He has a really good team around him and a really good scheme. I think his completion percentage is going to be around 70. Mm-hmm. I think his quarterback rating is going to be above 100. And not because he's great. He's in a great situation. He's got a terrific team around him. He's replacing the most overrated quarterback in, in, in sports. I mean, the bar is a lot lower than than I think people want to admit. Uh, all he has to do is be better than Jimmy. He's going to be a lot better than Jimmy. I think he's going to put up nice numbers. Doesn't mean he's going to be a Pro Bowler, although he might. Doesn't mean he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I just think he's in a really good situation now. My question with, with him is, can he stay healthy? Because this offensive line is like just one big question mark outside of the left tackle, and like he got hurt twice last year, so he could be really tearing it up, a la Kyler Murray and then get hurt, and then you're in Nate Sudfeld territory. So that's really my concern with Lance. I feel like he's got as good of a supporting cast as not – I mean, not often – like just in terms of weapons as maybe any quarterback in the league. Say what you chest. No, I hear you. Uh, you know, I, I, I agree. Like- Grant, I, I want to ask you about the, the the Sherman. Like what do you think about like the way Sherman talks about Jimmy and, and the fans being kind of uh, disrespectful towards him? Like what do you think about that? I mean, I think Sherman – I mean, you, you can hear Trent Williams say the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Vets respect Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a good teammate. He's a pro. And they won with him. So when he defends Rich, uh, when he defends Jimmy, he's kind of defending his that 2019 team. He doesn't know Trey Lance. He's never played with Trey Lance. I bet if he was on this team with Trey Lance, he'd be pumping up Trey Lance. I bet he would. That's a good point. So, him being a good teammate, maybe? That's oh, a good yeah, point. I mean, what? I just, I, I mean, he, I know he was a good, he's a teammate, but like, like, it's just the way he says it, he says it very emphatically, like, all right, like, better, you know, so it's and like, yeah, but said, he also undercuts Rich, uh, Russell Wilson left and right. So, I mean, what, how, how right. good of a quarterback judge is Richard Sherman, really? I remember, I remember when Richard I mean, Sherman, was on, Sherman was on the Niners, 
he uh, we we went up to talk to him in the locker room, and it was like right before they played uh, the Bucks week one. And he was like, "Man, watch what Bruce Arians does with Jameis Winston. It's gonna be Ben Roethlisberger. Watch." Like, okay, Richard. I'm, sometimes play. Sometimes cornerbacks aren't the greatest judge of quarterbacks. Sometimes other quarterbacks aren't the greatest. Just because you can play doesn't mean that. I don't that's know. Facts. That's facts. You know that's facts. That's facts. You know, but it, you know, it, he's a he's a. But there's a lot of people that feel that way about him in that locker room, unconditionally. Yeah. Mike got the gun. Says, where would you rate Jimmy and Trey on a one to ten last year, and where do you rank Trey now? Like, do you think Verrett will get the nod for nickel? Let's see Verrett suit up first. But yeah. um, I mean, he's got a ways to go. He may be back midseason. But with Jimmy, Jimmy to me is a, like a seven as a quarterback, and I feel like Trey was an eight last year. And I think he's going to probably come out looking like a nine this year because of his supporting cast. Well, he's probably still an eight as of now. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Way too early to tell about the nickel. Yeah. Way too early. All right, let's move on. Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the team. It's June 10th. Uh, Trey Lance just had an A plus OTAs minicamp. Jimmy's still here. Hard to say what the Niners are looking for here, unless they just want a really good backup quarterback. Is that feasible? Because as I mentioned earlier, Trey Lance has gotten injured in the past. Yeah. And the I mean, is not that great. Sorry. I, yeah. I mean, I think like if you just looking at it, like for the like facts of like, if, if Jimmy G, if you had a, a guy as good as Jimmy G to be a, your backup quarterback, like that would be great. But just the dynamics with the team, the fan base, um, I, I don't I don't see in the way that they're they handled this offseason. I don't see I don't I don't I just can't see that happening. Like I don't know. At, at the beginning, the way Shanahan was talking before like OTAs, like I was thinking like maybe maybe he will bring Jimmy G back and just do it like that and do it kind of like last year. But um I don't know. I just don't think that's gonna happen. Um but it it would be good to have a, a good backup because if Trey goes down, the season's over. Yeah, I mean, but you can you can kind of I mean, who was the backup in New England for years with Tom Brady? I mean, who's the backup right now? I mean, we don't really know Jimmy too much G. about Say it again. Jimmy G. Good question. Good point. <laughs> um, but I mean, when it's kind of one of those things like when your backup when your quarterback goes out, I don't know, teams don't really have you don't you don't set things up for your backup quarterback, you know, to lead you to success. Like I don't I don't even want to think that way. I don't even want to bring that energy into things. One thing I right. will say as much energy and, and thought that I put into this team and how much it dominates my life, I really don't often dream about the 49ers. I had a dream last night that Jimmy G was traded to the Patriots. I don't know why they would do that. I don't know how that happened, but I had a dream last night that happened. So I was telling my fiance, if he gets traded this week, I don't know. I might've just put that into existence somehow, but in the case that Jimmy G is on the team, will he be the backup or can he be the backup uh, to the question? Man, I just feel like everything needs to be centered around Trey. You got to move forward with Trey. You got to, you got to live and die with Trey and you got to set everything up for his success. Um, you know, Grant was making the point. I don't know if it was here or on his show earlier today or earlier this week, but he was making the point that, you know, Trey seemed to have a little bit more confidence, even at the podium. And just the energy was just different because he's kind of the guy right now. But if you bring Jimmy back into the fold and we just talked about Richard Sherman, we just talked about Trent Williams, who's actually on the team and how strong of a bot. He's a friend for life, I believe, is what he said. He said I love him. Life. I miss Jimmy. I miss Jimmy. <laughs> I miss you. Hey, man. And, that, and that, hey, that's nothing wrong with that. It's not even uh, it's no. not a referendum on Jimmy G. No, it's more so about looking at this from Trey's perspective in terms of I think Trey even answered. He said, you know, last year you guys were asking me questions and stuff. And it's like, 
I'm just trying to respond because I'm not the starter. Like, I don't know what you guys want me to say. Right. This year, his energy is a little bit different, maybe because he is the guy. They've given him indications that he's the guy. You bring back Jimmy G and you still say, yeah, Trey, you're still the guy. But Jimmy G's here over your shoulder. Man, like, I, I just don't see, like, and I understand the point of it's good having a good veteran backup. Um, but again, I would rather, I would outweigh the value of just having Jimmy G off the team, uh, the cap implications of that. And there's, you know, if we do trade him, I'm assuming that we can trade him for another back for a backup quarterback and we can get somebody solid. I mean, people are bringing up the Browns as an example. I mean, if that happens, like, can we not get Jacoby Brissett? Like, I think there's other avenues to get like a backup quarterback, you know? Um, and we have Nate and they speak very highly of Nate. Um, so I do not think Jimmy G should uh, be the person over Trey's shoulder. I do feel like he should be off the team. And I think it's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. If you bring him back, this has gone too long. I don't know what the team is doing, though. I don't know what their mindset is. It doesn't look like there's an avenue for him to get traded, but they also feel like you can't just you can't just give away or cut a player like that of that caliber. So it's kind of like what's going to give. I don't know. This team seems very stubborn, so I don't know what's going to give. Yeah, I know. Right. But it seems like they were very intent in this offseason to keep Jimmy away. Like what they made it seem like, oh, well, he's just rehabbing. So we don't want to inconvenience him. I think that's not what it was. They wanted Trey to sort of get comfortable as the leader and the face of the franchise. And that worked. That seemed to have the desired effect. Why would you double back and do and, and do something different now? It seemed like you made a choice. It had the desired effect. Stick with it. If you because bring him back. What, what, but what is the um, how do how are things going to get resolved with Jimmy? Like, do you think anything has changed on that front? Because the question is, like, I think it really comes down to are you willing to cut him? And if you cut him this late in the process, this is like, you know, these guys best friends and they look so you know highly at Jimmy and they, they have all this. Just the guys in the locker room right now. How are they going to feel if we just cut Jimmy in a position where it's right before the season? Doesn't really give him an opportunity to catch on and get to a team and things of that nature. Like, is that going to look favorable? I, don't, I, honestly, I honestly think that they won't care. I mean, like they might feel a certain way, but all these players know, you know, they could say that, oh, we're, we're, you know, they have respect for Jimmy, but these guys aren't talking to Jimmy every day. It doesn't seem like, you know, people, you ask Kittle or whatever, it's like, oh yeah, I haven't talked to him since the season was over or, or whoever, Trent, even Trent Williams or whatever. So I just feel like they know they in the business. This is a business. The NFL is a business. They know that. I think they're aware of that. And I mean, right, as of right now, it feels like, the team is it seems the the vibe that I get from the interviews feels like Jimmy G's not on the team, that this is Trey Lance's team. Like it's not like it doesn't feel like oh Jimmy G's a quarterback on this team. Right. Exactly. Like the coaches have no contact with him, the players have no contact with him. He's not on the team. Uh, to me, what the Niners could say is they could bring him back for training camp if if mini camp and OTAs was a disaster for Trey Lance. They could, but well, hey, great. We got Jimmy. But that's not what happened. Jimmy was gone. Trey was great. And he became the leader. And he like started showing his personality all of a sudden to be like, yo, that was great. We're going to keep that in mind for next year, but we're going to go with Jimmy one more time. Like that can't happen. And I don't think that what I think would really piss off the locker room is having Jimmy stay as a backup. That seems like a slap in the face. Let him go. Let I mean, let him go continue his career elsewhere. I think it's one thing to ask 21 year old rookie Trey to be a backup for one year. That's understandable. It's another thing to ask 30-year-old veteran Jimmy, who's been your starter, to now carry a clipboard. I mean, that's a big slap in the face. And Trent Williams, remember, they love him. They're going to empathize with him. You can't do that. If you want a veteran backup, you should have brought in Andy Dalton or Tyrod Taylor. 
had the chance. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, you know, that man in the arena series. I just actually finished watching that on, on uh, ESPN plus. And, you know, they were one of the episodes they were talking about Bill Belichick and how he's like, you know, cutting these veterans right before the season. And he's just ruthless. Bill Belichick does stuff like that. And the teams, the teams knew that, okay, this is the, this is the program. We got to fall under line. I feel like there's elements of us that kind of do those sort of things, but at the same time, our perception of Kyle Shanahan is a guy who's really good with the players, has good relationships, you know, all those sort of things. So again, my question is if you do cut Jimmy and don't give him opportunity like early on to go to another team or kind of find his footing and those sort of things. And these guys already have this, these strong relations. I get what you're saying, JB, in terms of it doesn't matter because it's a business and it's football, but I just wonder if that's going to affect the perception and relationship with Shanahan and our regime of being very, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't friendly. No, I, I am interested to see how it plays out because, you know, this whole time John Lynch has been emphasizing how, you know, how much he res- cares for Jimmy, how much he respects Jimmy and how it, how he basically wants to make it work, work for both sides. So what how are you going to make it work for Jimmy, too? Exactly. Here's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. He's still rehabbing. So the Niners can say, look, there's nothing I can do with you now anyway. He'll he'll. Passes physical. He'll start throwing again in like a month or two, month and a half. And the Niners will try to trade him. They'll fail. And they'll say, you know, we're going to cut you. We tried. We gave it our best shot. There's no value. We're, we like Trey. We're not going to bring you to camp. That's the right thing to do. The wrong thing to do would be we didn't trade you. We're going to keep trying to trade you until the trade deadline. We're going to take this till the very, very end. And that would be a big freaking mistake because he should never step foot in that facility ever again. It's Trey's facility now. Well, you, can argue, you can argue that that was the case last year, and we didn't do that then. But I know the situation is a little that. bit different. But I mean, that was the case last year. So Hell we'll see yeah. how stubborn our regime really is. Like I, don't, I feel like it's the same old song. Official BNA Music eighty eight says Jimmy G's spot right now is the same as Jalen Hurd. Let him be free. <laughs> agree. I think Jimmy G would agree with that too. Let's talk about Debo. Give me your prediction on how this whole drama will end. I mean, I Man. see he was playing. He was playing. I, he was playing catch with, with Coach Shannon's son. I feel like once he got in the building, you know, once he's, when you separate from people, that's where things could go. You know, that's where assumptions or whatever, you know, whatever you could be in your head about situations. But once he gets back in the building, I don't know him playing just catch with Shannon's son. It just feels like, all right, like, this is going to get worked out. I don't know how or when, but I just feel like he needed to get, he needed to get back in the building in the, you know, in, in the, in the building and, and Shannon work his little player relations ma- magic. And, and I think it'll get handled. Um, Hopefully before training camp, I think that's when Fred and George Kittles, right. That was mm-hmm. like during the beginning of training camp mm-hmm. or right before. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what I say right before training camp. So yeah. Debo, you know, same agent as AJ Brown. AJ Brown gets traded uh, during the draft to the Eagles, gets that contract. I don't know if Debo would have been happy with that contract. That's something I'm very interested about. Like from Debo's vantage point, I would love to hear a report about like, is that a contract? Is that what Debo is essentially looking to get? I think he's looking to get more. But that happens. That situation happens, comes and goes, and you know, there's not a lot of movement. <laughs> All the it seems like at this point, Debo's in a situation where. My doomsday scenario is that we end up coming to an agreement with him. We end up giving him a contract extension, but it's not something that he wants. It wasn't something that he originally wanted. Like, it's not really in the ballpark of what he was thinking he was going to get after having one of the best seasons in the NFL last year, right? 
And I think from the team's perspective, they may be saying, okay, we have Trey now, we have uh, deep threats that we're trying to implement. We're going to be doing uh, more diverse things on offense. It's not going to be so much reliant on just you. And it's not, it doesn't mean you're not the same player, but we're not going to be using you in the same way. That's why we drafted this running back. That's why we drafted this deep threat. We're, we want to spread the ball around and do those sort of things. We can't pay you this amount of money. You know, basically the team being hard in negotiations. If they come down on the price, my doomsday scenario is that Debo signs that deal. And is he going to want to ever get in the backfield if we have a play drawn up where, you know, we need to get him in the backfield or when he needs to be more dynamic than just a receiver? We're hearing those reports or we heard those reports of he doesn't want to, you know, do those things that he did last year, which I don't necessarily believe that. But that's my fear that he's not the quote unquote same player uh, if he gets a contract that he's not 100 percent happy with. And that's kind of like where I'm at with the Debo situation. I, I'm, I'm afraid that we're going to get an extension done, but it's not going to be what he wants. And he's not going to have the same. Um, he's not going to be the same players last year. Yeah, I think that's a fair uh, concern. Um, I was thinking along the same lines until I heard Trent Williams talk yesterday. Mm. Trent Williams is sort of like the OG of the locker room. Like he's like the big brother for everyone. He's the best player in the league, the best player in the team. He's 35 years old. He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of perspective. And I think, I mean, he said he had a conversation with Debo about this. He said he didn't reach out to Debo, that Debo reached out to him. And it just seems like he's trying to model how to handle this. Like, look, dude, the way you handle it this offseason is making people act like you're immature. You're not immature. Come to minicamp and show it. You know, like, do what I would do. Be like me. And I think as long as Trent, it seems like Trent Williams and Debo are really, really tight. And I don't know Trent Williams that well because I haven't been in the locker room the last two years, but it seems like he's a good influence. Seems like he's got his head on straight. So I feel like as long as Trent Williams is around, he's gonna he's gonna have Debo at his best. He will, and maybe Kyle as well. But it seems like those two guys definitely get the best out of him. I know there's a concern about his weight, his motivation, but I think that was earlier in his career. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's got it all figured out and that he's a supreme competitor on the on the level of T.O., Jerry Rice, Steve Young, and that he's gonna be consistently great. In his career. I don't know how many more years he has. It seems like wide receivers are maybe kind of done at 30, at least at these days. But he should have three, four more years of being an MVP caliber player. So, yeah, that's an interesting point. And it's 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 tough, too, I think, from the Niner side of things, because it's it's damn near impossible for Debo to have the year he had last year again. True. It's yeah. damn near impossible. Like he's he had the best season and I don't want to put limitations on him. He's a dog. Debo is like he's he's a fan favorite. He's a beast like. All the good things we can say about Debo, I don't want to put a limitation like he just can't have that season again. But I mean, it was pretty the circumstances for him to have that season, um, the situations that he balled out in. I have I have a lot of faith in Debo, but especially if he's going to change his role and not, you know, do some of the running, uh, you know, the, the dynamic aspects of his game in terms of being in the backfield and all those sort of things. Like it's going to be tough for him to have a similar year. And if that's the case, then can't the Niners say, hey, let's just, you know play this thing out let's wait let's see kind of how things transpire with this trey lance offense and how we have things going this year and do a contract from there like i, I feel like there's there's a uh, two sides to this so i don't really i don't know that it's just going to be a harmonious uh ending it could kind of you know, i mean yeah out. i don't know about the ending but i just feel like i just feel like all right two two things like how much how much money did debo make last year what is he scheduled to make this year well, like three million, four million, something like that. Something like that. So, mm -hmm. if he makes eighteen million dollars or whatever, let's say he nineteen, not around there. It's not twenty-two, but um, I don't know. I just feel like eventually you'll. I don't. I don't know if you're just gonna be so pissed off about that. 
um, once that money start rolling in. And, then, and you know and what then, Debo could do is if he wanted to bet on himself, he could take a two-year deal yeah. and hit exactly. the market again. Exactly. And then, I just feel like it it benefits Debo to play to like it's like okay, if you want to be mad about this money and your play declines, then then what? You're 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 gonna miss out on money in the future. Right. Or so that so I don't really so it's like all right. Whatever the deal is, you're going to get a lot more money than you were making this the, past year. The question is, though, who has more leverage? Like, really, that's like, I feel like the, the question the Niners who has more leverage. The most le- Niners Debo lost his leverage the when the draft came and went and no one traded for him. That's when he lost his leverage. And, and, and from what we, from all reports, there was not a long line of teams waiting for him. I think a lot of teams were looking at the situation being like, what is Debo's deal with the Niners? I mean, if, the, if, we better- if, if that Jets offer was real, that was disrespectful. Exactly. You know, so, but again, I mean, Debo has to look in the mirror and be like, well, why? You know, what's the deal? What perception have I created? Oh, people think I'm immature. Well, I got to change that because it's probably wrong. He's probably I mean, that that level of a competitor, he's probably quite mature, but he needs to make sure people know that. Like Trent Williams, know, everyone knows that about Trent Williams. I'm just saying. And really, like Debo just created this perception with cryptic stuff on, on social media. It's real easy to change that perception. How do you do it? Show up to minicamp. Boom. Yeah. Boom. End of story. Yeah, nobody's tripping. Nobody no one's tripping now. Yeah. No one's talking about it anymore. I think everyone thinks this is going to. At, uh, before training camp, I agree. That's how it's gonna. He's gonna get signed before training camp, and he's gonna be. There's gonna be a picture of him with the, with the the pen on the, on the feather. <laughs> exactly. No, and even even to go back to what I was saying in terms of what my fear was, like I do have a fear that, like, okay, if we do sign him to a deal that he's not happy with, is he going to, you know, kind of act out and you know not really give us that full effort? But it's Debo. He's a dog. You know, I, I feel like it's more so. The business side of things i'm wondering if his agents like oh if they call up some play for you in the backfield don't do it type shit like i don't know if that's going to be the case i mean i, I, mean, I, I just don't like, have to be in the contract they'll have yeah, to work that out and i just feel like debo wants the ball like these players yeah. want the ball that's like right. I, I don't know i just i think but that then you running backs, reports, though. Like, i know i see i just feel like that's okay you're away from the building you're away you know yeah. all these players are set in the market with all these crazy numbers and we're getting paid like this and you see Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, you're away from the building. But once you're in the now building and once you're in the season, you wanna you don't you want to be the star? Let me don't let me give you guys a stat real quick. Let me give you guys a stat real quick. Career receiving touchdowns for Debo. 10. Career rushing touchdowns for Debo. Eleven. I think he's gonna want those carries out about near the red zone. I think he's gonna probably still want those. I think he probably won't want the short yardage stuff. Right. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't like feeling beat up and whatever, but my point he is... He asked for the carry in Dallas. Yeah, he was like, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Me the like, ball. I want the ball. Like, it's I want like Michael ball. Jordan. Like, I want the ball. You gonna give me the ball on the post yeah. and the three? I want the ball. I it could be a ball. handoff. It could be a screen, but we're on the 22-yard line, and I'm gonna score if you give me the ball. It doesn't matter. I mean, he, he's not gonna pass up those touches. Those are gonna make him millions and millions of dollars in the future. Damn. But, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think Debo should be alright, but... It, Maybe you guys disagree. I want to know who, which player on the 49ers do you think will have the biggest drop off this year? Do you think it's going to be Debo? I mean, quite a big year last year. Who's it going to be? You know, I, I was actually uh, thinking about this, and I think it's pretty uh, easy answer is Trent Williams because number one, uh, similar to Debo, number one, uh, he was rated by PFF as the best player in the NFL, right? So there's only kind of one way to go, <laughs> you know, from there. Like you kind of at the top of your game. Are you going to have that that type of season again? But number two, it's it's the health, right? The health concerns. And I have more health concerns for Trent Williams than I do for Debo. He's an older player. He's had you know more injuries in in his career um, overall. 
and or you know more things have kept him out and you know just hearing his press conference talking about the nfc championship game and how he really shouldn't have been playing that was a you know an interesting soundbite for me because it's like man like deep in the season can we count on you can we rely right. on you you know and sure. I, I feel like that's an aspect where you know another year another um and he was talking about the different things that he's done on his body to try to get better and try to like you know make sure that he has enough um reps in him for a full you know 17 game season plus playoffs um so you know hopefully hopefully all those things worked out i'm optimistic i'm hopeful and i think trent williams is going to do everything he can but it's just the reality of uh being a however old he is 35 or whatever um age he's at old athlete um at left tackle and all the 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 ground and pound that he's taken so far in his career so i would say that he's somebody who i could see having a drop off missing some games you know similar to last year but maybe even more so that would be my pick i'm gonna go with um with with uh fred warner um like last year i just feel like let me let me preface this by saying like i you know i think he i don't i think he'll have a good year but just if you had to think about somebody falling off, maybe I just feel like the way last year went and how he kind of was having a, a rocky year last year. Um, he kind of picked it up at the end, but I mean, and he even talked about it and he seemed like he was going through it himself with like, you know, losing, I don't know, it may be losing a little confidence or getting frustrated by his play last year. So, you know, just seeing that play out and just, you know, it, it it's like, all right, now going into this year, um, are you just going to pick up and, and just go straight, straight? You know, are you is your stock going up or or what are you what, what are you going to play like? Um, you know, you're a good player. You're a great. You could be a great player. But are you going to be a great player? And how like are you going? He seems like he puts a lot of pressure on himself, which a lot of athletes do. But, you know, sometimes that could backfire. Yeah, let's get a bounce back from him though. Hopefully he'll bounce back. And I think he, I think he, you know, the the standard that he puts himself at. Hopefully he'll bounce bounce back. But we'll see. All right, I'm gonna go offense hmm. on offense. I'm gonna say Elijah Mitchell. He really was terrific last year, but he got hurt a lot. And I think the offense is gonna change a lot. He's much more effective when the quarterback's under center. Those toss plays to the left and right from the gun. He, he wasn't as dynamic last year. I think the offense isn't gonna suit him as much anymore. I don't think he's gonna get as many carries. Um, I think he's going to drop. I think he's going to have a, a steep drop off. And then on defense, I'm a little concerned about Traverius Ward. I know he had a really good year last year and the Niners paid him a lot of money and he's a good player, but the Chiefs didn't want to want him back. And I wonder, like, it's the same thing with D4. Like, why? What did they know about Traverius Ward? Why did they want to give? Why did they want to invest in Justin Reed and not him? And I was eager to see, like, what Traverius Ward can do as a pro in an offseason practice. He was hurt most of the time. And again, like, why? Why did you have a you, you you sign a big contract and, you, and the first thing you do is have a soft tissue injury? So I'm I'm curious. I know that he was terrific last year, really good. In 2020, he had a bunch of penalties, kind of like Josh Norman. So I'm curious, is he going to be the next Josh Norman on this team or what? Uh, let me let me let me play God's advocate yeah. on that. So Elijah Mitchell, um, you mentioned him. Uh, I would say just two things. Number one, Trey Lance, if he's at quarterback, does his dynamic ability of the running threat is that going to affect the run game at all like is that going to open up things at all just a little bit for elijah Mitchell and for all the running backs number two raheem mostert not being there from what two snaps <laughs> last year like two uh, two snaps i think it was um if that uh so when you add a, a full complementary backfield of hopefully players that are healthier at least even if they're not healthy um you know even they miss games and whatnot we're not expecting somebody to go out in the second game of the season you know, so if that's the case, I feel like overall having a more 
more depth in the backfield should help Elijah Mitchell, where it's not so much on his plate. I think really what would benefit him the most is having one of our rookie running backs coming out and, you know, stepping up, which typically does happen. I mean, it was Elijah last year and having Trey Sermon have a back, a, a bounce back year. I have no idea what to expect with Trey Sermon. I have high hopes for him, but I really have not really any expectations. I don't know how he got in the doghouse so early, like what, what all those issues were, but I'm hoping that like Trey Sermon is, you know, acclimated to the offense, acclimated to what he needs to do, his body, his, his fitness, whatever it is um physicality whatever it is but i'm hoping trey sermon could come and be a factor somewhat of a factor for us which should help things out for elijah as well and then Travarius ward i really i mean that's that's fair i think everything that you said is fair but he is still young um mm. and so i would say you know different from josh norman which you brought up he is still young i'm not betting against him i had to pick someone yeah no i got you i got you he is still young and i, and I think yeah. that um maybe uh, you know, uh, Travarius ward he he, he gonna be um he gonna he gonna have Grant on his locker. He be mad. Like, I had to pick someone. It was the, it was the segment. <laughs> hey, but he, has he ever played with a D line like this? We'll see. I don't know. That's if true. our D line could be epic, he set up his high expectations. That's yeah. the problem. I think there's high expectations for Javarius. I don't know. All right, next next prediction: Who will lead the 49ers in rushing yards? I think BMG is gonna say Elijah Mitchell. I think I am gonna say Elijah Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean. You know, it'd be interesting. I think a wild card is Trey, but I don't think Trey's going to be running like that. Um, You know, you know I, I would think that there should be a lot of diversity in our backfield. I'll just mention that the previous point. I think we have some depth. Um, I think that's what we want to do. We want to bring guys out, um, rotate them in. Um, You know, different games will be different guys highlighted. So I think it's not going to be an extremely high number. I don't I don't think Elijah Mitchell is necessarily going to be a pro bowler, but I do think he's going to be our leading rusher coming into this year. But I think the wild card is Trey. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, realistically, like, I mean, that's Elijah Mitchell. Think about all the other backs on our team. It, it looking like it would have to be Elijah unless, you know, but, but you know, with this Shanahan offense and these running backs, like, who's going to, you know, somebody might be the next breed of Mostert. And, you know, he always finds a random Elijah Mitchell. So I don't maybe know. Maybe it's who, Debo. Maybe it's Debo. <laughs> maybe it's who, whoever it is. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, and by the way, my phone is really low, so if I if I, if I end up going, it's because it died. All right, fair enough. We're almost done. I'm yeah. gonna go with someone other than Elijah Mitchell. To me, Elijah Mitchell was a good fit for the Jimmy Garoppolo offense, which is very much about getting the running backs to the perimeter. Now, with Lance in the gun, I think it's gonna be about threatening Lance to the perimeter a few times a game and having running backs who crash between the tackles. That's what Sermon's supposed to be. That's what tidy tidy of his price is supposed to be in what in the way I see it. And that's what Jeff Wilson Jr. is. I love Jeff, Jeff Wilson Jr. I think that guy's really good. He was not himself last year. He was hurt. But in 20, 2020, he had like he 10 touchdowns. He was a monster. He's really good from the shotgun. He's a really good receiver. I think he's going to lead the team. Now, he does get hurt, yes. so maybe that's a bad bet. But I think he's going to be there. I think he's better than Ty Davis Price in, in Sermon. I think there's going to be a big-time role with him and Trey Lance in the shotgun doing the zone read. Yeah, it was really frustrating having uh, him in the games at the end of last season when he wasn't really doing anything and Trey Sermon wasn't, you know, he's basically inactive or on the sideline doing nothing. I didn't really understand right. that from Shannon. Jeff Wilson was playing fullback. That, yeah. They had him doing that, like, motion and, you know, that's, that's the, right. Yeah, he, that's right. He didn't get Mark, no Mark says Jay Brooksy hustle, bro, looking like Nipsey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's better than Cap. They used to always say Cap. Yeah, uh, Roy yeah. Jones. All right, let's get this one in Roy before Jones. people be saying I look like Roy Jones oh, all the time. Oh, <laughs> Roy Jones the third. All right, <laughs> last topic: Who will lead the Niners in touchdown catches this season? Whew. 
That's a tough one. Juwan Jennings. I mean, the way you guys have been talking about him, uh, you know, Juwan Jennings. I, You know, when we had Jalen Hurd, I was so high on Jalen Hurd just in terms of being a Swiss Army knife, a real Swiss Army knife. You know, somebody who had the the he had the ability to kind of like you thought he would just dominate on slants can play tight in a little bit, play running back a little bit. Kind of what we saw from Debo um, because he did a little bit of that in college. And Juwan Jennings kind of was like our Safeway select, our Kirkland version of uh, Jalen Hurd. Um, I think that's what we were kind of that's what I thought we were getting him to be. But it, it ended up not being that way. You know, I don't I think it's still exist. I don't know. I think you know they have their uh like brands, like brands. Yeah, you can get the, the okay. little all right, sorry about that. The knockoff things, you know. I love Safeway Select. Yeah, you get, you get the Sudafed or you get the Safeway Select version, which is like five dollars cheaper, but yeah, pretty they got, right. You know, the Cheerios, <laughs> the cereal, all that. All yeah, all, all that, right. So all you that. said Jawan Jennings. Yeah, Jawan Jennings. Go. I mean, uh, I, I just feel like um the way that he's been hyped up and he's become his own player, at least from what I perceived him as when he was drafted or undrafted. Um, to being what he is now, I just feel like uh, he's kind of carved out his own niche and he came on last year and was really dangerous for us. And all the hype that you guys have been giving him, I got high expectations, especially if he can be a beast in the red zone. Uh, Kittle, as good as Kittle is, he's not really that red zone threat like that. You know, he's not a go up and get it type of tight end, but it seems like Juwan Jennings could be that guy. So I'm gonna put Juwan Jennings on there. Man, you know, I'm going with that, that $20 million man, Debug. Debug. Okay. Speaking Debo. to existence. I'm going with Jennings, too. The funny thing about the Niners offense, like Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle, they're all really good, but none of them are real big threats in the red zone. And I think, you know, Jennings wasn't a huge member of the offense till late last year, but he finished the season with five touchdown catches. He could have eight, nine, ten this year. Just mm-hmm. seems like Kyle likes calling plays for him down there, and Trey Lance trusts him. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Jennings. If it's not him, it'll be Ross Dwelly. He can catch Trey Lance's uh, football, so there's that too. Yeah, and he can get open in those tight spaces. Uh, and he's hey Ross Dwelly, hey man, Grant, that's a player who should have your back all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who does, but that's all right. As long as you guys got my back, I appreciate it. <laughs> and the people. And the people. So, all right, Jawan Jennings, Jeff Wilson Jr., Elijah Mitchell. Watch, it's going to end up being Jamichael Hasty leading the team in. <laughs> Rushing well, yards. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks again for 49-365. Joining me, Biamechi, Jesse Brooks, Grant Cohn. Have a great weekend. Stay inside. It's Deuces. way too hot to do anything. Go Warriors. Go Warriors.